Welcome back to Mechtrospective, unless for some reason you just skipped the first episode. Well, possibly because it was several hours. Uh, Gundam the Origin! Yeah, Gundam Origin 1, uh, Blue-Eyed Cosmo. We're breaking form from our second episode. Uh, <laughs> usually when we talk about a series, we like to talk about the series as a, as a whole, but as there's only one episode out, we're probably going to make a shorter episode based on the hour of footage there is in the entire show. Yeah. I guess I'll take this time to also talk about the manga as well, I guess. Oh, yeah, also just talk about how it relates, how this series is going to relate to the, you know, the, the movies we just watched as a whole, the franchise. Yeah. Okay. So I think let's talk about at least what we watched first. Yeah, so sure. So I guess if you would like to, um... Watch Gundam the Origin, uh, part one, Gundam the Origin, part one, Blue-Eyed Kosval, um, pause here. And congratulations, you have just watched Blue Eyed Cosmol. Yes, and we're back. Wasn't that wasn't that wasn't that touching with the with all the all the stuff and and the cat and the and the and the and the, and the and sad how, and the yeah, moon? And uh uh two things I'm gonna clarify. Uh just because I looked it up on the wiki and just two things I was confused about. Uh Rosa Lucia was actually uh Daikun's first wife, if you don't know who she was, the old woman in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And uh they never see Astraya again. They never see their mother ever again. <laughs> Yeah, just in case you were you were hoping, let us dash your hopes and or dreams. She dies about two years after that of uh from quote from sadness. <laughs> I mean, pretty sad. She's yeah. l- she has literally become a Disney princess, but there is no prince to save her because this is Gundam. And war, her war. and her her husband is dead. Yes, war is bad. Well, like that's one thing I wanted to get into. They they painted they they painted Zeon Daikun as basically space Gandhi. Yeah. He seemed less than altogether here. Yeah, uh, it's that's the thing about the origin is that in the in the series they describe him as being like a very Gandhi like figure. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it in the origin, he is so stressed out and overloaded with you know trying to you know become an autonomous state in a giant from the Earth Federation. Yeah, and I think it's he's collapsing from stress, <laughs> which I can understand. But it's like like a lot of his like his rhetoric seemed yeah like less than like I don't know it just less than peaceful because he was because like it wasn't didn't he say like like no this is too he basically threw his speech away and like this this is pussy shit i need to i need to be frank with these people we're fucking declaring war yeah and so the zombie we see we see once again see our favorite character rambaral rambaral who kind of actually almost had more screen time than char in this (laughs) i'm he might have they might have equaled in screen time yeah i'm okay with that though oh no i'm fine with that because rambaral is the best and also, he uh, he has a proto goof, which is his blue. Uh, his blue, like like his all terrain vehicle, his yeah. Blue armored car. Oh my god! Like, what if the license plate was like goof? <laughs> Just says goofball. Yeah, goofball. <laughs> this because this you know this this rumble, he's 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 young. He's he's spry. He's not so not so not, wise yet. He's not so wise yet, you know. But but he's 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 a good guy. I like him. And then uh. Do you want to do a summary? That was only an hour long, so I'm pretty sure people could watch it. Absolutely. But overall, overall, it was just essentially about... It covered the year 0068, mm-hmm. 11 years prior to the beginning of the One Year War. And uh, it shows the death of Zeon Daikun with, uh, at the hands of the Zabi family, or specifically right. Degwin Zabi. And probably his son as well, Garen, as we see again, King of the Widow Peak. Yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, well, that I thought... 
Zabi's death, uh, no, Zeon's death was specifically orchestrated by that one brother. Uh, well, Sosro was in charge, I think it was, like, a group effort of the family. Yeah. Whereas Sosro was in charge of, like, he was, like, in charge of propaganda, essentially. Right. Oh, yeah. He was just, he was just acting like he took fucking credit for it, because well, he's he was a shithead. Yeah, we meet, we meet the, meet the, la- the, uh, the, the mysterious, unmentioned zombie brother. Yeah. Previously unmentioned zombie brother, Sosro. Probably Zabi. unmentioned for, like, I assume after he was assassinated, they were all just like, can we just... Forget. Can we just pretend he wasn't around? <laughs> and then everyone was like, "Yeah, let's we, do that." We got to see. We got to see hot, spry, young Cassilia. <sighs> Cassilia. And now she almost did horrible, horrible sexual things with Char. That I mean, like that's not really. I know. I'm joking. No, no, like, no. But like, I mean, hey, in some with some anime, you have yeah. to you have to distinguish what you're joking about and what's real. Yeah. But but yeah. let's let's just say. There could have been a several-minute period between when that was happening and when we cut back to them listening against the door where we don't know what happened, doujin artists. <laughs> I am not condoning that sort of thing. I'm just saying it it can very easily happen. Very easily will. So, I'm not I'm not here I'm not here to tell you I'm not here to give you right or wrong. I'm just telling you how the world is. It's a horrible place. Uh, <laughs> it's a horrible place with horrible doujinshi. Um, so, this series serves as a pretty good prequel. A lot of people, when they heard that Origin was coming out, they're like, oh, I should watch that first. Do not watch this first. No, this is nothing but a love letter to shit you should have already seen by now. This is this, this is, is why we opened with the three movies. Yeah, like, my, start there. Yeah. Don't start here. My original idea was to have this be episode one, but then I was like, we can't. Because, like, the reason I would want this to be episode one is it's new, it's hot, it's fresh. Yeah. The, we'll get, it'll get, the views, it'll get us the clicks, the digs. Yeah. Dig, is dig still a thing? I don't know, but some sites still have it. Dig was around for, like, a hot minute. Yeah. And now yeah. It, it used to be like, what's going to get us the most digs? And now it's like, I don't know, re, retweets? Twitter Re- seems to still be yeah, going Twitter's, strong. Yeah, Twitter's going strong. Well, get us those retweets and all those hashtags. And all those reblogs and shit, whatever. Yes. Anyway, um... So we get to see the inner workings of the Zabi family in a little different environment. It's exactly what I hoped it would be. I love uh, the Zabi family. We saw how Dazzle survived a car bomb and got his scars. He literally just—he literally just like exploded out of the car and went like, "I'm fucking pissed!" The <laughs> Joba bro, who fucking who tried to pull, who fucking threw a missile at my car? Then, I'm mad. And then we uh we saw we saw like about a minute of baby Garma. Baby, oh, he was so cute. <laughs> he like like uh, like dude, okay. Though it, like though it might seem it, I am not one of those people that tries to find a ship and everything. Yeah. Sometimes I do if it's funny enough. Like Garma had a jit like a little like like puppy love crush moment when he just sort of like glanced over at Char. Like that's that scene has been in movies where two characters end up falling in love at the very end. It's like, like Garma in the origin, the manga that this is based off of. Uh, right. To be fair, if no one know if you have if you're a Gundam fan who has had just ha- or or just or just want to listen to the podcast. Uh, Gundam The Origin is a manga that was made from, like, 2001, and it ended, like, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a reimagining of the entire original series. By reimagining, I mean, like, I mean, like, a good one. Mm-hmm. Whereas they modernized character development, well, they, they modernized a lot of it. They made it even, kind of, even edgier than, like, than Gundam was. Yeah. Uh, they went into a lot more detail about the technology and the backstory. And, uh, they started releasing it by Viz, Back when Viz was all into making manga, and yeah. then Viz I, was I like... I saw some, I was at my favorite used bookstore, Second and Charles, uh, and there were some, like, they printed them in trade paperback size. And, like, they were all, the covers were all, like, garish and, like, weird, like, 
pur- purple, orange, and weird green colors, color schemes in the covers. But, you know, you'd open it up. It's Origin. I didn't pay attention to whether it was flipped or not, but I wouldn't, I mean... It, it, it might have been, it might, it might not they, have been. They clearly did not care about about keeping it manga-looking, yeah. so they might have fucking flipped that shit. Like, um... But it did, so they didn't finish printing they it. They did not finish printing it at all. Uh, mm-hmm. They got up until right before Rob Barral showed up and quit. They got right. Up, they got right up to Garma's death and quit. <laughs> they and looked. So, they looked at it and went, "This is too good. We don't deserve to print this. Vertical, Throw it all away." So, Vertical Entertainment or Vertical Publishers or mm. whatever they're called. I just see the Vertical logo on my books. I've started uh, releasing the crazy, awesome hardcover collections. Spank it! And uh, they're up to book eight, which is called no book nine, named titled Lala. But oh. books. So books want they each cover a certain arc. Like book one is just called Awakening. And book two is called Garma. So roughly the first two movies are the first two books. But there's, like, nine of these. So they're, like, they expanded a lot. They take elements from the series, from the books. Clearly, I call these secondary canon. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I say all the stuff that happens prior to the one-year war is canon. But this is just one other interpretation of how the one-year war could have gone. Yeah. Mostly because of the Battle of Odessa. And they changed McCuvey's death and all that. So, like, I would say if, like, you're hurting for some more Gundam, go for Origin. And definitely, if you are if you just prefer manga, go for Origin. Origin's great. You just might have to take a few liberties when you're fitting it in with the other, you know. Yeah, you, you might have to just... Make a few leaps in logic in your mind. Accept some things. Yeah, if shit doesn't quite correlate to Origin, the way Origin tells the story. But that does not mean Origin is bad. By any means. Origin is phenomenal. The art is fantastic. It's done by the original character designer for Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. Cool. Um, his name is Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. Because I totally remembered his name. <laughs> yeah, you did not just clearly read it from across the table on your manga. Um, so, books five through seven is a three-volume flashback. Mm-hmm. C- um, starting with, you know, what we just watched being the first half of volume five, mm-hmm. and volume seven being called The Battle of Loom, which we saw very, very briefly at the beginning of this one. Yeah, so they, they, they did the... They did the fucking thing, you know, how did we get to this point? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure because they wanted to show some mobile suits. Oh, absolutely. Because mobile I'm suits not, are not invented until, I, yeah. I'm not opposed, I'm not opposed to showing something in the future to give us a taste, as long as it was only like a couple minutes like it was there, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not the whole first episode, and yeah. then being like, then Cause flashing Because this is, because also since Bandai still is with Sunrise, like, yeah. they, they, they want to get those model kits out fast. They want to get those new Zaku variants gotta, out there. We gotta those new move, high grades, dude. Those move new high grades. this plastic, people. Move the plastic. They gotta get those high grades. So I'm actually excited. I might want to get some some cool Zaku, like that, that cool, cool rifle thing Char had. Yeah, or like the freaking, what were those black, were they Zakus? With yeah, the, they were with the axes. Yeah, those are those are the custom black TriStar Zakus. Yes. Who also made a cameo. We, did, we didn't actually haven't talked about the Battle of Loom yet. It was cool. It was. I Char- can't see more of it. Char single-handedly blew up, like, like a handful of just he, battleships. He's, yeah, he was credited... The reason he's called the Red Comet is because they're, like, whole... And people, he's so terrifying. It's like, Captain Paolo in the first movie says it, like, Char, he took out, like, eight battleships in the Battle of Loom, dude. Like, we're fucked. He's a veritable Red Comet. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, I think Mash says, or Gaia. Gaia. Yeah. Or Ortega. I can't remember their names. I just know they have na- the three names, and I don't, can't tell which one is which, but they're the Black Tri-Stars. Just we're, like the kids. Yeah. Well, I can tell the kids apart. <laughs> For some reason. Kotz, Kika, and Let's. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, Baby Char is just as intense as he is in, in 0079. It, it just reminded me, cause, like, it was just the last episode before the one that dropped today of, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure when they turned, when he turned Jotaro into a little kid, and it's just like, whatever, this seven year old's still gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> cause Jotaro is just Jotaro. God. Um, Baby Salo is adorable, and, and, yeah. Her cat. Yeah, her cat. Her cat Lucifer. Was cute. Uh, 
we get to see, like, I remember this, like, so no spoilers, because you guys have just watched all of the trilogy, if you're with us, but I just remember kind of sitting there, put my hand, resting my hand on my chin, and just looking at every character, and being like, wow, most of these characters are dead. <laughs> I mean, like, it's also not a spoiler, because this is, this is Gundam. Yeah. Especially Universal Century Gundam. Like, I'm just pointing at Ramara, like... Just single tier. And then Crowley, Ah, oh, we get to see Crowley. Yeah. And how they met and all that. That's it's like all of all of Rambaral's people. Yeah, we got to see. Bar. Yeah, like Tachi and Clamp. The Clamps. And uh, we're gonna see. This is only part one, guys. So like, we're gonna see part two, which I have yet to read uh, in my half of book five. But um, that's going. The next uh, episode is is slated to be called "The Sorrow of Artesia," Ooh. and it's gonna be about. Uh, it's gonna Sad. be. It's gonna be chronicle. Sayla's life up until, um, Sayla and Char's life, well, her now name is Sayla Mass, because they're now living under aliases, Sayla uh-huh. Mass, where you get her name, and him, Edward Mass, or Eduard Mass. Eduard. And, uh, it's spelled E-D-O-U, A-D-O-U-A-R-D. Because this is Gundam and there's no real names. And, uh, so, Ch- so uh, Char, not- and, uh, so the next episode will be, uh, will be from, I think, 0075 will be the year, mm-hmm. and it'll be the last time that... Sayla has seen Char, or and you know that scene where she's running like Oswald, and he's like turned, and he's turning around, kind of like dramatically with his coat. That's how the next episode's probably gonna end. <laughs> and so that's slated for an April, early late April release, and uh, so I'm excited for that. Um, anything else you want to add for Origin? Because just there was some, there was a lot of stuff that happened in that in that hour. I mean, like what what got me was because like it's it's clearly they're clearly not just like you know making something just to make something else. Yeah. They like because there was that one shot of you know where Rambaral picks up oh shit what's her Arte- Ar- Artesia. Artesia and like it's it's straight from that flashback that they that they with, had yeah in the movie too yeah in the with, movie too yeah. And she's like, oh, I remember Jimbo and Rambaral. Like, yeah. he was a kind man or whatever. And just Even like, though he's kind of a crazy, paranoid maniac. Well, yeah, like, that's another thing I liked, is, like, they, they managed to stick to canon, but because the canon leaves a lot of stuff in the dark, they're able to do a lot of their own stuff, too. Like, they're like, okay, they, like, nobody really talks about Jimbaral, so what can we do with Jimbaral to make him interesting? Yeah. He's a crazy, paranoid, war-weary old man. Yeah. He's just, like, he's just a giant, he's like, a, he's like an angry, up, super angry, paranoid Santa Claus. <laughs> Pretty much big beard and uh he I, from what i've seen of read of book five he survives into episode two and and uh, he will survive in episode two. Oh, that's good i just assumed he was gonna immediately eat it because again this is gundam well no he I, th- I think he lives a full life uh he is pretty old already but like uh also apparently rosalicia dies off screen as well because but uh, she was in pretty poor health as we saw her already yeah you said like she wasn't actually as old as she looked yeah apparently she isn't actually as old as she looked but, but it was all because of illness or whatever that's unfortunate and then her becoming more frail and unsightly he fell for you know a, a astraya, looking woman astraya and then you know he had two beautiful blonde children who would and one of them who would eventually drop a asteroid on earth uh... <laughs> um so but uh from this point of view it seems that like from the, this puts a nice lens onto like the Federation because we never ever saw the, this world from before 0079. Yeah, like that's the one thing that shook we, me. We saw like a scene. The first episode of Unicorn shows you very briefly the year one of the Universal Century, where it shows like the them shooting the colonies into space. Right. And then there, and then that kind of puts the events of Unicorn into motion. But we never quite see it. We never quite see before Zeon versus the Federation. We never really got to see the Federation oppressing. The, the people of Mozart. Yeah, because it's like, it's it's sort of like, I, I sort of had to take stock of what was going on for a second, because I'm like, okay, well, like, those are Xeon uniforms, 
but they're not Zeon yet. yet. That's just the Moonzo Defense Force. That's, right. Yeah. And, like, technically they're in tandem with the Federation still. Yeah. Like, they are a branch of the same, basically the same military. human military. Yeah. And the Federation uniforms are still the same, and then there's that scene where the one guy was getting all weird with, uh, with, um, with Crowley, and she just kind of nuts him. Just yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, she's great. I, I, I like, I like that, like, literally, so what? Like, Rambaral just, like, fi- like, like, takes her, and then she just becomes part of the military from that? I guess. I don't know. Where he's like, you know, you did pretty good today. How would you like to do this for the rest of forever? <laughs> and then also sleep with me a couple times. <laughs> Oh, you know, well, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Ron Baral <laughs> doesn't have to ask I for relations. Tumblr, uh, the first time that I saw any any like things from Origin, I uh, I blinked and I was just, I, I scrolled down. I see like young Ron Baral blushing, like kind of saluting. It was like, wow, what a babe. <laughs> That's what the comment <laughs> He's was. He's a total ba- like, dude. Everybody in everybody in this show is a babe. Yeah, uh, even we even get to see kind of like you know not so hardcore Dazzle. I like that. Yeah, like pre, like pre 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 explosion pre scar Dazzle. He's a giant. He's a giant teddy bear. Like we honestly, and, and that's another thing. Like because this is you know modern anime with like more more modern modern storytelling with more solid writing, you get a lot more characterization out of people. It's not just you know you you don't have to extrapolate it from context and scenes and stuff. You know you've got them. You've got these people who do terrible things, like legitimately having silly moments because they're they're human beings. You know you you see their humanity actually happening. You don't just have to yeah. be like, oh, he's got a kid. Clearly, I'm supposed to feel bad for him. Like he actually, you know. Is is more lighthearted than and what like he was yeah he, his, the right before he Sosro screaming at him for yeah. yelling at him for hitting Cecilia yeah <laughs> it's like you don't have to slap her bro he's like you're a fucking pussy ah <laughs> I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the first episode I actually watched uh, this is my second time watching it I've watched it third time actually this I watched is it. my first time watching it I, I watched it on in a on a car ride back from uh, a ski resort when we were stuck in a blizzard so I was like cool <laughs> laptop play and I watched it and that was fun yeah that's great um I like my um. The the Battle of Loom, what we saw of it very briefly, because I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna like that they're also gonna tie that all in and everything. They're gonna probably have more Loom scenes. Um, what I liked in the small brief section we saw was some once again some cool Zaku variations. Because dude, custom Zaku's come on, Zaku's are great. And uh, but seeing kind of just like now from another lens, seeing a, a one year war era mobile suit, but with new kind of stuff in the cockpit, like the holographic displays, which totally you just kind of would assume would be there, like you know, a targeting system. Yeah, or, like, it's the future. Because it's like, that's just stuff I probably they just didn't think of or back in the time, because it's totally technology they could have had. Dude, they have anti-gravity particles. They could totally have holograms. Yeah, exactly. They could mean, totally dude, have... We're working on that shit now, like tactile holograms. Yeah, like, that's, like, and so, and I was talking to Tooch, and I, I said something I remember we had a conversation about. I showed him a scene from Unicorn, and he had only seen, like, Zeta at that point. And you're like, wow, the technology in, like, nine years has really, like, gone crazy. And I was just like... It's like yeah, but like remember the iPhone, the first iPhone compared to the next one, <laughs> and compared to now. Basically, yeah. It's like no. technology does move fast, <laughs> especially in times of war. Oh no, absolutely. The, if if anybody had, dude, the military always gets technology first. Oh yes, they got the, the, the military. Yeah, they, they got the they got the microwave first, and then someone was like, "Hey, I can fucking cook hot pockets with this. Let's sell it to people." Because <laughs> <laughs> hot pockets were predated the uh... microwave. <laughs> Clearly, the second somebody figured out how to cook food in a microwave, the Hot Pocket is the next logical step. That dude probably made the Hot Pocket, too, and he's probably a gajillionaire. Probably. probably. Either that or, like, his, his son went on to develop the Hot Pocket. Um, so we got, we, there wasn't a lot of action in this episode. There was, there was a pretty big climax, but there wasn't quite a lot of action. It was mostly a no. build-up. Well, it was a build-up to freaking Char piloting his first, mo- like, mobile suit? Yeah, she was a mobile tank, I you guess. Know, it all comes back around, because... Didn't have legs. 
It didn't. It didn't have, it have legs. legs. The legs and are like, just for like, show. What if Char Char just looks Char just looks at the what is it the Zeong. the Zeong and just goes oh no I got this I'm used to, I'm used to this this take this takes me back. And so Char might have killed people at the age of nine. He definitely killed people. Yeah. Like at least the the only one where that that had enough time for the guy to escape was that last one that sort of like took ten seconds to fall over and then explode into yeah. a horrible fiery massacre. Yeah. And so that's. So yeah, uh, what else did you want to bring up about it? The animation was great. The, oh, CG, the, an- people, the CGI was looked way better than I thought it would. They didn't, oh, yeah, they no. didn't cheap like, out that too many times. I, yeah. I call it cheaping out by meaning like just kind of like like they made like a big mass crowds of people CGI, but that's I can understand that. Like that doesn't look it didn't look bad. No, absolutely, and it's it, it's it's and like people people always think that like CGI is cutting corners. It's less about cutting corners and more just like. Like good, good, good CGI is good CGI, and and especially when you have to match it to the to the to surrounding two D animation. But like we've been able to do that since like Futurama. Yeah, a lot of people don't remember that planet. The, the Planet, planet Express, Express ship looked fantastic, and the planet all, all the spaceships in Futurama blended right in, and that was like the late like ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, and so you know, f- f- fourteen fifteen years later, we're still gonna be able to get it right, yeah, but on totally. a much larger scale. So. I've never had a problem with like mixing CGI because I understand. It's just if you do it badly, like 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 for example, the anime Super Robot Wars, the Divine Wars looked awful. Right, and it can be done badly, but anything can be done badly. But it's all. I think it's less a matter of making it work make, as making it move. Yeah, that's the main issue. Because like, the Planet Express ship didn't have limbs; it just kind of. Yeah, that's the other thing. But it's like you know, uh, I, and I think people don't really understand just how much more ridiculously fucking. You know, you know, harder it would be to do the Battle of Loom that we saw on yeah. a one hundred percent two D scale. Yeah, that would be mind-bogglingly hard. I mean, Unicorn did stuff almost to that scale, but Unicorn also had a crazy budget, and this did too. This had the same animation director as Unicorn, right? Which I liked, even though yeah, I, I'll get to Unicorn. Unicorn, I like. Uh, I don't like people shit on Unicorn. I don't quite know why. I don't even fuck. I don't know. I haven't seen Unicorn. We'll get to it. Yeah, we will. Uh, so let's. I think we. I think we've satisfactory. Well, uh, I think there's a couple more points we can come up with. Uh, so we saw. We saw. We saw. Securin's still a psychopath and may or may not have killed his brother. Yeah, he was. I mean, like, if if you watch this and you don't see and you didn't watch the the Double O Seventy Nine. You'll probably think, like, who's this random cool kid who just is sitting back and not doing anything? He's waiting for his time to strike. He is a madman. Yeah. He is as crazy as he looks. He just, cause he just, he looks like a fucking just, you know, laid back, like American psycho motherfucker. Just like chilling, playing Go on his fucking big Giant. hollow screen. Yeah. Just like chilling, and then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, fucking, you're like, ha ha! Fucking, hey Paul! <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> God. Hey, Dad! <laughs> this fires a gigantic laser at him. We also saw General Rebel for a minute there. In the, huh? At the Battle of Loom, he was sitting on the bridge with his big bald beard. Oh, yeah, General yeah, Rebel yeah, for like yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, so, like, just going back to what we were saying before, this is definitely not... A jumping on point. A jumping on point at all. No, this is a love letter to 0079. Like, if you if you were not satisfied with the background story of 0079 and you wanted a little more, like, these oh, are all events old. we've never seen. These this, are things we've been told. This, it's, it's like this, it's it's so weird because it, it is, it's not crucial information, but it's information where you're like, why didn't they tell us all this stuff in the, in the, in the 0079? Well, obviously because they didn't have the time or the budget or didn't even think it was important. Yeah. Because, you know, that's... And that's, I think, is the key to world building. World building, like, 
I feel like bad storytelling when you're trying to have an open world is like trying to shove every single thing into one yeah. story because then you get those then you get those stories that are literally like it's a whole page of explication about something that doesn't matter but it's backstory. If you if you allow things to happen before that you don't necessarily show and but just present it in a realistic way, like nobody talks like realistically. Nobody talks about the Battle of Normandy by explaining the Battle of Normandy. Yeah, what's the the Battle of Normandy? You know the one where we crashed ships into into the onto the beach of a uh, of Nor- of Normandy Beach in France, and then stormed the tower. We stormed the beach, and then you know. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that. That's what D Day is. Is what we both know, which is why we both said it out loud to confirm it to the audience. Yeah, like, we don't know is there. Like so, example, like like in the like for example, we never see the Battle of Loom. Well, we do. There's only but they a- refer to it in a real we see it in subtle an in a subtle way where it's like. The, the the Battle of Loom is explained is is at least you get the Battle of Loom is the first time mobile suits were ever developed. Right. So the the Battle of Loom happened directly after Operation British, which was dropping an empty colony onto Austra- onto onto Earth. Right. So the Federation retaliated by sending pretty much everything they had. Right. And the Zeon met them halfway in at side five of Lo- side five known as Loom, and it was the largest and bloodiest battle in the history of humanity. Um, a lot of people died because Zeon had mobile suits, which Federation were just like, the fuck are these things? And then we can't fight them because our ships are not designed to fight them. Our ships are designed to fight other ships, yep. which we thought we were going to do. So Federation gets creamed. They escape. Um, they manage to, I th- like, I, they quote that they managed to get, like, they managed to shoot down a couple ships and got, like, some, zo- and stole, like, two Zakus. And so that's, that's how they made the gun. Oh, so they, they reverse engineered Zakus. Zaku ones. Ooh. So... Oh. Vast improvement, I'd say, if they made the Gundam from those things. Well, also, the Gundam wasn't made for, like, another... Well, that happened in, like, early January, like, January 15th, compared mm-hmm. to, like, early September. So that's how long it took them to make the Gundam. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's still a pretty yeah. short amount of time. Well, I mean, also, when you're being... When your entire planet's being invaded by... Yeah, like, we gotta do... We gotta here. do something! Yeah, which is why pro- if, which is why the V Project was so okay, important. Okay, what if... What if it's... What if it's... Belly is like a jet, and we just put legs in the top half on it, so they can escape. And then, and we es- have a lot of core fighters already, dude. Let's, yeah, let's. Can we just build? Can we just put legs on the core fighter? So a jet with legs on it. I feel like we would get sued by someone. No way, that hadn't been made yet. Yeah, Macross. <laughs> Mac- Gun predates Macross by three years. Ah, which we will get to. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Origin. Origin was pretty great. It uh it gave us a, a lens into early events in the in the Universal Century calendar. Uh, it makes most me. I want more. I want to know what happens next. I want to see their life on Earth. I want to see what happens to, to good old Jimba Rawl and yeah, Sela and Char. Yeah, Baby this, Char this is Sela. this is definitely. I feel like this is flavor text. Yeah, this is really good. This is really good, well animated flavor text of 0079. But like, my question is, so like, so all these mangas retell the whole thing. Yes. Well, it tell books one through four. Uh, book one is called Awakening, two is Garma, book three is Rambaral, and book four is called Jabara. Right. So they go straight to Jabara. And then books five is called Char and Sela. So mm-hmm. that's all about Char and Sela. Book six is called Two War, which also is a, shows a little bit of Amuro's childhood as well. Right. And so it's, that, and shows a little more of like, even though it's still Gar, all about Char, it also gives a lens into like the crew of the White Base during that time in like early 0070, like 70, around that time. And then the last one is called The Battle of Loom. Right. Which is book seven. Book eight is called Odessa because they change around the events a little bit so that the Federation, they aid the Battle of, o- they aid Odessa after Jabiro. Right. And then they shoot into space. Then book nine is called Lala. And then book ten, I mean, uh, book, yeah, book nine is called Lala. 
and book ten is called a cosmic glow, which is the last one. Uh, so, but like this, this, this thing, this anime coming out, it's only it's only doing the flashbacks, as far as I know, because okay. it says it's only going to be four episodes, and I don't think they could cram all of Double Seventy Nine into three yeah. more hours no, plus so, the rest of the flashbacks. Because like that's what I thought they were doing. Uh, me too. Because I what I think they might be doing is like part of me is would be a little bitter. Because I know that when I try to get people together, they're like, I'm just going to watch Origin. It's it's better animated and abridged. And right. I'm like, no, don't, don't, don't fucking do that. But, like, I'm kind of okay if they don't. Like, either way, I'm good. Yeah, no, I, I'd be I'd be cool if they just wanted to be like, this is just supplementary material for 007. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, you might as well freaking try to retell 007 at some point, because that animation's just getting older. They, yeah, <laughs> like, I think it holds up still. Like, oh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, the further and further time goes on, I've never been a fan of immediately shutting down remakes, it, but I, I believe that sometimes, not, ne- not necessarily necessary, but perfectly doable and legitimate. Like, okay, yeah. you want to remake this, it's super old, but it still has a great story that deserves to be told and you can retool it to fit a modern era. Great. And with an anime, it's literally just a tube of, a, it's literally just the case of throwing some, some sexy colored paint on it. Give it a makeover, essentially. Yeah, and and just put a put put a, put a better spin on it because you know like like the 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 way that storytelling the way that shows just were written like the dialogue and the action beats and just the way it was boarded like all that stuff is is very more much more limited. But now they can they can do a lot more stuff. They can make it a lot more alive. They can they can they can they can show us they can show us characters and good and, and subtle character moments like I, what's been like, in Origin. As I said, I would be totally okay with them redoing or with the doing the entirety of Origin in terms of these. Yeah. They probably just, like, if, they would have to pace it differently than they're doing these, because if it was, like, what, like, two hour-long movies for every chapter, that'd be ridiculous. That would be so many fucking movies. Yeah, well, that would be, like, like, I can see them making, like, there's a lot of shit that happens in this one, putting up book two. This is all the way from them arriving on Earth to Garma's death. Like, that's a lot. That was half of movie, of movie one, of movie one. That was, like, three quarters of movie one. So, yeah, I guess they could, I guess they could do it. Basically, they would need to more or less remake the films. Pretty much, uh, Origin does go into Origin's also much longer though. Whereas if you just condense the films, it would probably be six books long. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah book- I mean, like with with adaptations, you know, stuff's gonna be. If you're trying to take something long and compress it into a shorter medium, stuff's gonna get cut. Uh, so I think it's time for closing statements. Uh, but before that, I'm gonna say that yes, Shuichi Ikeda, the Japanese voice of Char, came back as Char uh, at the beginning. Didn't he originally not want to? Originally, they never, they said they were gonna that they that they were gonna try to do something else, and then people there was like an upcry, an outcry, and then he was just like, okay, I'll do it, like whatever, I don't care. Like, right. Well, cause um, cause I think it was you who was explaining to me how Seiyu pay grades work. Yeah, they worked way differently. It's cause like the more legendary you get, kind of the more expensive. Yeah, you like are. the yeah, like your your pay grade rises the more you're in, the more successful you are in the industry. So you you said that the, in animation in anime. Yeah, like Akira Kamiya just can't doesn't voice. Uh, Kenshiro anymore, just because literally people can't afford to hire and yeah. those Kenshiro anymore. And so that's really messed up. That like the the some people like if you want to get like a legendary role, you essentially have to break your budget on just this one voice actor. Pretty much. God, how expensive was Goku? Be must was she was his voice? I don't know. Some, some actors, some actors like take pay cuts. They they just volunteer to because they want to voice a character or they want to be identified as that character. Like probably Shuichi Ikeda, like. He has a quote somewhere of this being like, somebody asked me if I wanted to be Char, and I nobody. No, he says, nobody ever asked me if I want to be Char. I just am Char. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Shuichi Ikeda. Pretty great. Um, and also, if you're a fan of One Piece and watch it in Japanese, that yes, that was Luffy voicing Char. Uh, yeah. Or uh, Kosval. I am a fan of One Piece, so that's pretty fucking great. And apparently, um, what's his name? Uh, Strokes, or something like that. 
what was his name? I said I said his name to you because Chuichi Ikeda voices somebody in uh in One Piece. I forget who he voices. We, 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 we let's just look that up right now. Yeah, let me just I can just go to my anime list. So go to oh, just, it's also in Hunter against Hunter. Oh, who is he in Hunter Hunter? Uh, he is Kite. Oh, neat. He is also uh Char 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 Char. Oh, Shanks. He's Shanks. Yeah, I said Stroke. Because like Shanks, <laughs> you were close. Shanks, because like Shanks is basically like the, the 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 pirate captain who inspires Luffy as a child to become a pirate. So he's the char of One Piece. <laughs> kind of, yeah. He's. I mean, let me think. Who is it? Who would be the char? Well, because he's not. I don't know. There's no equivalent. One Piece is its own thing. I love it so much. It's my favorite. So yeah, he. That's and so people are saying this are making or making kind of you know like jokes about that that he was Shuichi Kato who voiced him. <laughs> uh. So anyway, I, I think it's time for closing statements. Right. Um. Origin is was a great part one to a four part prologue. Right, it felt like a part one, and it leaves you wanting more. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I didn't feel I didn't feel like I got cheated or dissat. I wasn't dissatisfied. I just wanted more. And uh, it was the animation was great. The care the voice acting was great. Everything was great. Pretty much like I liked it. Yeah. Negatives: not a lot of action. It's a bit of slow pace, but it's 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 like the rot. It's political turmoil. So it's yeah. It's not a full-on war it's yet. Like the, it's the House of Cards of Gundam. Yes. I, I say that having never seen a single episode of House of Cards. It's political turmoil. Like, you can see, like, it's kind of like you're across the room and you're, like, duct taped to a wall and you're just watching, like, the the tea just boil over. And, like, it's, like, you're like, that's going to be bad. But I'm taped to this wall, so I can't do shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very specific but fitting metaphor. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, for you. Um, I mean, definitely, yeah, I, I really enjoyed, I just, I just really enjoyed the attention to detail, the, the amount of love and attention that went into making sure that this Especially is... Especially in the art style. The art style seemed just like so... The, the oh, yeah, like, fr- from the get-go, when Dazzle shows up immediately, I'm like, this is just like a well, an- this is just like a modern animated 0079. Yeah, when Dazzle's like on the bridge of a ship. Yeah, it's like, like I, I, I love the shit out of it. I love, uh, um... I love it. <laughs> I love... <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's, it's late and I'm hungry, so I'm getting a little loopy, but, uh, it's, I I can't wait for the next one. Oh yeah, totally. Um, I'm hype, and, uh, usually we're, we're probably gonna, we're gonna do an episode on two, but, uh, probably when it comes out, a little after it comes out, or we'll probably watch it, like, a week after it comes out, or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, unless it's something we're super into, we're not gonna be doing, like, an episode-by-episode podcast. Oh, absolutely not. And since this is only a four-part thing, and yeah. an episode was an we, hour long. I would only want to do it with new OVAs because it gives it, it gives people that sense of they're watching it with us. Yeah, I, 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 I've always liked that feeling. So th- these will be these will be like special short episodes. Yeah, this one's only like thirty-five minutes long. So yeah. Uh, so your negatives? Uh, well, not not never not enough Rambaral, but there's never enough Rambaral. So there's not just really like there's not enough Jack Nicholson. Exactly. Like you can uh, see. <laughs> Good look. I'm just I'm just picturing like a young Jack Nicholson with a mustache as Ron Baral. <laughs> just like shining era Jack like in his prime Nicholson. Like um but uh Aro! Aro, where are you? Zig Zion <laughs> uh, there aren't a lot of negatives. This is really exactly what I was looking for when when in terms of like a with like a prequel to 0079, this is this is going the, the exact direction I want. It's going hard. Yeah. So uh, I, I guess the only question we have now is uh, well, well before we do before we discuss what we're going to do next, um, I just want to because I, I we didn't do this the first time. Well, we mentioned it, but like you know you can you can email us. You email us any questions or requests for specific things, because we have a huge list. But I, I've been compiling a list of just every mecha anime I can think of, and it's huge. It's huge. It's as big as a mech. Um, da, 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 da. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so if, if there's anything you're super hype for us to watch, and we don't just do anime, we'll do Western stuff, we want to get into Transformers, any, like, we, we have Pacific Rim on our list. Yeah, Pacific Rim 2, 2017. So yeah. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah, they, 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 they're making an animated series. We might, it's also, it's also making a comic book, maybe, maybe did, we might do comic books. Maybe. Yeah. Did you if, ever, you ever see that, well, we're doing manga, that's yeah. stuff on the list. Yeah. Have you ever seen, um, the Yoji Shinkawa, um, cover, like, the, the Japanese poster for Pacific Rim, it was drawn by Yoji Shinkawa. I probably have, but I want right. to look at it again, but, uh, while he's getting that up for me to, for me to jerk over, uh, yeah, you can email us at mechtrospective, that's with a T, mechtrospective, at, uh, gmail.com, uh, you can, f- you can follow us, uh, metrospective, I'm pretty sure it's just at metrospective. Oh, that's so good! That is not... The, the, the G- Gypsy Danger is not that poseable. He is a very clunky robot because it's, it's Pacific Rim, but that is bad ace. Yeah, Yoshikawa's the Metal Gear guy. He's the Metal Gear concept art guy. Oh, wh- uh, while, while we're eating dinner, we should discuss uh, who would be dr- who in the Metal Gear universe would be Drift compatible. Because <laughs> um, that's um, the... All... So I think we're going to discuss what we're going to do over dinner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll, I guess we'll then tell you what will happen next time yeah, okay. when we get back. But yeah, uh, so we, we'll get that. We've got Twitter. We've got Metrospective at Tumblr.com. So you can, you can hit us up at any of those places. I'm still... Hopefully by the time this episode goes up, I'll have them all made. Because all I've done is secure all the URLs and things. But I still need to actually make... Now that we have two concrete episodes. Yes. This is a, this is a solid thing we're doing. Yes. Metrospective. Yes. It's alive. Fucking Metrospective. Launch. hundred years. Metrospective. Gundam! <laughs> Just explodes out of the Statue of fucking Liberty. <laughs> Domon Kashu has no regard for Earth. I'm Just thinking, like we, everyone. I was trying to debate. Like, we, we got, I got my big list, and I say we pick, like... I say we pick, like, a cluster yeah. of ones we want to do, and then we order them. Yeah, but but also, if there's any, like, please email us, because if enough of you holler at us and we notice you're all leaning towards specific things, we'll cater to it. Lord yeah. knows, we just, we, we're just gonna... Pander. Because otherwise, we're just gonna fly by the seat of our pants and throw them at a dartboard, because there's just so much to do. For for franchises, we'll go in order, but we'll, we're not gonna, like, okay, this this whole year we're just gonna talk about Gundam. Like, that's not happening. Next thing's not gonna be Gundam. Uh, we will, we will be returning to Gundam. I think the next thing we should do for Gundam is, is probably either 8th MS team and, or, we gotta do the OVAs. The, yeah. the, the Trinity, we gotta do the Trinity of One Year War OVAs. Yeah. Well, like, well, I think we, maybe we could do 8th MS team and 0080 as like a, as like a, as a kind of like a double pack. Yeah. And then we can start us memory a lot more, and we can do it on its own, and then we can go into Zeta. Sure. But, and, yeah, so I was, so yeah, let's, uh, let's go get some dinner, and then we'll finish off this podcast with a next time on Metrospective. Next time. So, uh, next time we come back, uh, we'll be covering something slightly less real robot, and it's basically super robot. Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna shift gears and go right on the cusp of the, of the, of the, of like, like right on the line between real and super. Toeing the line with fucking, what was the other, before it was a full title? Uh, Aim for the top, Gunbuster. Aim for the top, Gunbuster. An it's underappreciated got underappreciated Hideki Auto Classic. It's got rad. It's got rad mechs to transform and combine, and radder female mech pilots that are badass and awesome. Ooh. And yes, you guys, y'all are in for a treat next time on um, Metrospective. We love robots a lot, like a lot. You guys don't even fucking understand a whole bunch. Oh, guys, you don't even.